One thing I do in the morning is journal. I keep it short and sweet, but I have specific prompts. I say, today I'm going to be like this. Today, I want to be this kind of person. I want to be this kind of husband, father, man, business person. I want to do these things physically. This is the kind of man I am. If I don't say those things every single day, then the man I want to be floats away. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rising Father podcast. I'm Chris Rodak. Just got off an amazing brotherhood call where we talked about cutting things out of our life that are holding us down, things we need to scratch away at every single day to become the men we want to become. And we've all have our own shit. Everyone has their own thing they're trying to work on. So I'm going to talk to you about things that I'm working on and some things guys in our groups are working on. And maybe you can relate to some of it and maybe it will help you have some perspective and look in and I'll tell some stories from whenever my kids were little. I have a 10 and an eight year old right now. So I'll tell you stories from whenever they were zero to two. And the things that I had to work on was having patience when they were screaming and crying and all that chaos. And many, many guys in my group were, were talking about that today. I started off talking about um, the thing I need to work on is getting down to my kids level and relating to them where they are. So, excuse me, my son, um, for example, just got this new Nintendo Switch game, NBA 2K. He's really super into basketball right now, and he's getting a lot better. He's also really into basketball shoes, which is a very expensive habit. We kind of bribed them a little bit for their grades. We give them a couple dollars for every A and B they get. So he saved up his grade money. We give him some money if they do some extra chores. So he saved up that man money and got a pair of John Morant shoes. So John Morant's apparently a NBA superstar and he got his own shoes. So Nathan really loves this guy, got the pair of shoes. And then he just had his birthday. So with his birthday money, he bought a pair of Jordans. So honestly, I'd rather him spend his money on that because he used to spend his money on virtual outfits for his Fortnite characters, which in my mind is a complete waste of money. Good for Fortnite, bad for everyone else. Like they've got their own virtual currency that millions of kids around the world spend and they're called skins. But anyway, um, he got this new game, the NBA game. All he wanted to do was hang it on the couch and play video games. And I never do that. Very rarely do I do that with my kids. It's usually, like I said, doing something a little more adventurous. So I said, all right, we're going to do that. We're just going to hang out, relax, play some video games and just chill. And I got to turn my brain off, be present, not think about business stuff, not think about workout stuff, house things that are happening. None of those things. Just be present with my son and allow myself to do something that I don't want to do, which is play video games. So we sat down and finally downloaded it. it took like three hours to download it. And we just played video games for a straight hour on Sunday night. And I haven't done that in a long time. And then I had a blast. I had a blast playing with him. We were talking about famous basketball players. We're talking about Michael Jordan. He knows way more about NBA characters than I do. So he was talking to me about things. He was making fun of my lack of knowledge. And we were messing with each other, joking with each other. And it was an hour of just relating to him on a friend level. And, you know, I know guys are like, well, I'm not my kid's friend. I'm their 
disciplinarian. I'm the leader. I'm the, yeah. All that stuff has its time. Also during that same day, I had to um, discipline Nathan for the way he was talking to Lauren. I also, we also had a deep conversation about things happening at school. We also had fun and played basketball together. So all these different roles that I have as a father happened different times throughout the day. But I want whenever we're older, whenever he's 18 and leaves, whenever he's in his 20s and his 30s and his 40s and 50s, for him to be able to relate to me on a friend level where we can just communicate and talk, where it's not always, oh, dad's going to teach me a lesson today. Oh, dad's going to try to tell me something today, where we can just have conversations. I want to be able to relate to him on that level. So it's important to me. You may not agree with that. That's okay. I want to be able to have that with my son and daughter to where we can just talk. And I got, I'll remember to talk about what my daughter's into as well. But my son loves basketball. Loves basketball shoes, loves basketball video games, loves playing basketball. So we just kind of hung out, played the played this game for an hour, had a great time, relaxed. And I had to force myself to do it. But once I started, I really enjoyed it and then looked forward to playing the next time. And then that was Sunday night. Monday, he wanted to wake up early and play video games with me again before he went to school. And I had to have a little um, decision to make there because I had stuff I had to get done. I wake up pretty early. I wake up around 3.45, 4 o'clock. I do the elliptical. Um, fat, I do fasted cardio in the morning. Take a shower. Sometimes I'll do a cold plunge. Sometimes I go in the sauna. I'll do meditation, journaling. Um, I, so I've got a routine that I do. And then I do some business stuff. But he wanted to wake up. He said, I want to wake up at 5.40 a.m. with you and play video games, play the NBA game. So I woke up early, did my cardio. And when I woke up, he woke up also. And he said, dad, it's time for video games. So I said, no, Nathan, it's really early, man. You need to go back to sleep. Like I, I got stuff to do. You have to go back to sleep. I'll wake you up in a little bit. So he goes back to sleep. Um, I do my cardio, take a shower, do a couple other things like journal, like I have to make sure I journal or else I go crazy throughout the day. And then I wake him up. It happens to be 540, right when he said he wanted to wake up. So we go downstairs and I just decide, hey, I'm going to spend an hour hanging out with my son. Like he's 10 years old. He's got eight more years where he's living here with me. It's worth it. Like these, these moments, this time I need to invest in him right now. It's more important than other stuff. It just is. Like I am, my business is growing, my body's growing, my everything is growing. I can spend one hour with my son and change my routines to give him this. That's what he wants right now. Because the way I handle today is going to be the way I handle future situations. I'm not going to forever be able to play an hour of video games every single day in the morning. Like it's not going to be like that. Because you could say, well. You have to get stuff done. You have to provide. You have to build your business. You have to do those things. You can't play video games every day. I agree. This isn't every day. This was one day Nathan asked me to do that. He's not. He might not ask me to do it tonight. He's, a year from now, he probably won't be asking me to do that. It's he wanted to do it today. So I said, yes, invested that time in him. And we were able to just hang out, play one-on-one, -on -one, play two-on-two, and be opposing teams, be on the same team, same thing, laugh, hang out. I just have a great time. I didn't try to teach him any lessons. I didn't have any deep talks with him. We just laughed, communicated like we were buddies. And then 
I was like, all right, man, after an hour, I was like, I got to take a shower. I got to do some stuff. I need to start, start my day. Um, hung out with my wife a little bit, hung out with Lauren some. And Lauren was with us the whole time. She was sitting on the couch. She likes to, to color. So she was just sitting next to me coloring while we were doing that. Um, and then right before he left school, he's like, Dad, as soon as I get home, we're going to play this again. I was like, we'll see, man. Um, so that's it. In terms of what I started this call, this uh, not this call, this podcast off with, that is something I am working on. It is scratching away at that part of myself. It's breaking down my ego. It's not being the one who knows everything, not being the one who thinks his opinions are correct all the time, um, not being the person who has to teach everyone a lesson. It's like when I'm with my son, really, really relating to him on his level. Like, what is he interested in? play with him what he wants to do. Same thing with my daughter. When I'm with her, relating to her on her level. For her, Lauren just loves our rope swing. She had a school project and they were like, what is the what are your three favorite things in the world? Um and she said, like this one vacation we went on, she loves camping and then the rope swing in the backyard. She just loves doing that with her dad. And we've been doing that for years. And anytime it's somewhat nice out even if it's like snowing and cold and wet and disgusting out she still wants to go outside and she wants me to push her on the rope swing it's one of her favorite things to do um and sometimes it gets old like sometimes i'm like i'm done with this i don't want to do it but i still have to do it like i still want to get myself to do it there, there are times when i can't do it because other things are happening or it's too disgusting outside to, wouldn't be right to go outside. So it's not that 100% of the time I do it, but it's that if I'm able to do it and I want to spend time with Lauren, I'm not going to say no to that for the fact of me not wanting to experience it. Like the logistically, there are things will come up where I can't do it, but I'm not going to let the reason I don't do it because I just don't feel like doing it, if that makes sense. Like sometimes our kids want to do things with us that we just don't want to do. They want to watch shows that we hate. They want to listen to music that that's annoying. They tell us jokes that aren't funny. They show us pictures that are disturbing. They tell a story that doesn't make sense. They want to go to a restaurant that sucks. They want to do these things that we don't want to do. But we're their parents. We're their father. We're sacrificial. We don't have them forever. We are. We want them to be their own person. I love it when Lauren stands up to me. I love it when Nathan stands up to me, when they make fun of me, tease me, rib on me. And like, I love that they have this strength and power to do that. I didn't have the, the confidence to do that when I was a little kid. I, I had a different relationship. Like, I love that they have the power to do that. And I encourage that. I don't squash that. Like, if, if Lauren, um, if I ask Lauren to do something and she says no, Sometimes it's appropriate for me to have a, a reaction. Sometimes it's not. Like sometimes I'll just laugh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. You know, some, and then some other times it's like, no, the family is working together to clean the house for this party coming up. So yes, you do need to clean the living room or whatever the thing is. Everything is not black and white. But I love them being their own person. I love them being confident and strong and um, unique and super special in their own way. A lot of time, one of the things that guy brought up on our call was his son is a hustler. He, he's a talker. He's, he's super confident. He's an alpha. And sometimes they get into verbal battles where his, he wants to like squash his son. 
And we, he was saying that's the thing he's working on is this emotion that comes up of wanting to squash him, of wanting to like yell, yell him down, shout him down. And that's an amazing part of his son. And that's what we talked through. Like, that's an amazing part of his son. Like, he's confident. He's independent. He, he has his own voice. So a lot of kids, you know, can't even look at anyone in the eyes. They're terrified to. They're, they stare at their phone. They mumble when they talk. They shuffle their feet. They wear clothes that are too big. They're self-conscious. They have no strength. And 99% of the time, they're just mimicking their parents. Many, many kids are like that. This guy's kid is the complete opposite. And he was explaining to us that over the past six months he's been with us, he's changed so much that he's starting to see these changes in his kids. And now they're starting to model his changes as well. And it's not going to be instantaneous. They will model us, um, but it does take time. Like just because you join someone's program, of course, doesn't mean it's a magic pill. That you have to be the change. And then your kids have to decide that, hey, I'm going to take that path too. So one of the things that every guy talked about that they were working at was patience. It was your kids are screaming. What do you do? And I heard this over and over and over again. And a lot of the guys in our group, their kids are one to five. And I remember my kids irrationally screamed. But guy after guy said, like, when my kid starts crying or, or screaming, it triggers me. Like I, I flip out. Like I, something in me happens where I just get mad. Or when my, they said also said when my wife starts crying and we're arguing, she just starts crying. Like it makes me angry. And that's the thing they're working on. That is so common. I remember doing that too. I remember being in arguments with my wife uh, years ago, like bad arguments, and she would start to cry, and I would get pissed off. I'd be like, "Well, you're crying, so this argument can end." And then my valid points won't be valid anymore because you're crying. And if you're crying, then that means I'm wrong. And that's what you're trying to do on purpose. Like that was the, the logic and rationalizations that I made in my head. Asshole thing to think and do. But then that, that would make me mad. And I'd just kind of like spiral in anger. Um, and a lot of guys have that where when someone else is crying, you get angry. And then we started to think, talk about that. Like, why do we do that? Well, maybe it's because we're not controlling the situation. Because the person we're interacting with is doing something different than we expected them to do. And we like structure and order. When the person that we're talking to starts crying all of a sudden or shrieking or screaming, it's completely out of the ordinary. It's, it's out of our box that we like to see the world in. We have no control over it. And we're the king of our castle. We like things to be structured and ordered and to fall into place. And when that happens, we have no control over the situation. So maybe... That's why we get mad. We're just theorizing. We're trying to, we're talking about it as a group. Like, why is this, why do these things happen? Why do we behave the way we do? What is the emotional state we're in when these things happen? And time after time, guys said the same thing. Um, you know, my, and, but it doesn't have, it just doesn't always stay that way. Like many guys talked about the progress they've been making over the past months. Now that every single day we're talking about it, like we're talking about how to be the best husband, father, and man we can be every single day. And they're seeing examples from other guys doing it. So when you're thinking about it every single day, these things can improve. It doesn't have to be that way forever. Just because you're mad today doesn't mean you have to be mad tomorrow. One guy said, um, he said, you know, I, 
my daughter, I think you said my daughter started crying and like this happened like the day before, like yesterday. So my daughter started crying and I, and I yelled at her. No, it was her son. Sorry. He said, my son did something and he started crying and I yelled at him. And then he went into his room and said, like talk to his sister. And his sister said that he thought that he felt dumb. So whatever the dad said to him caused this kid to think he was dumb. And the the father brought this onto a call and shared this with us. And he felt bad about it, you know, deservedly so. Anyone would feel bad for finding out their son feels that way about them. And we said, well, no, actually, this is a good thing that you realized it. Because in the past, you just did it and didn't realize it. Like you just kept on going. But now you understand the impetus to why this happened. You understand the situation that caused you to behave a certain way and you understand why it's not the right thing to do. And that therefore in the future, you can prevent the situation from happening and you can react in a different way because we're talking about it and you shared this with everyone. Now when the same situation happens in the future, you can have a different response. So actually this is a good thing. It's a good thing that you um, have this realization of your behavior and had you not been so intentional over the past months about dealing with this and identifying these things, you wouldn't have the realizations you're having right now. So yes, level up. You leveled up. You could see it as a failure. You could see it as a mistake. But really, this is you having a massive lesson. Guy after guy saying, I lost my patience on my kid. I can't stand it when they're screaming, shouting, crying. It Something triggers in me. One guy shared that he thinks it connects back to himself as a child. He grew up in a household that didn't like the sharing of emotions. So when he sees his daughter screaming and crying, it he doesn't know how to handle it. Like he just flips out. And another guy shared that when like he has a young daughter who talks back to him and he's like, she makes the way she talks back to me, like I want to smack her. He said, I don't, but that's the feeling that comes up. And these are judgment-free calls. Like, you can say anything you want. Like, I don't, no one gets shouted down for anything. Like, this is, this is real shit. And if, if, when, if you think, well, I don't do that. No, nah, you do. Like, all of us are assholes. All of us aren't perfect. Everyone has their own shit. We all have things we're trying to deal with. It's just whether you say it out loud or not. That's one of the great things about being able to talk to other men and not just your wife or guys at work you can't relate to, like talking to guys who you can really relate to and are on the same journey as you, then you can actually share these things. And we're like, yeah, man, we all f have felt that at some time. Like I remember, and then I shared my own stories because I started with talking about the thing I was struggling with was just being able to play with my kids on their level, like not forcing them to do what I want to do. And then I said, I remember when my kids were that young because my kids are older than a lot of their kids. We had our kids young. And I remember t driving Nathan to daycare, him in the back of the car, and him irrationally screaming and crying. In my head, it was for no reason. In his head, there was a reason. And I handled it well sometimes, and I handled it not good sometimes also. Like just... You're in a small car and just shrieking at the top of your lungs behind you into your ear after, you know, on your way to a job you might not want to be at. You have a whole, you got nine hours ahead of you of doing something you don't want to do. And what I shared with them was I had the worst reactions to him 
when I was feeling the worst about myself. So I slept in. I ate like shit or drank the night before. I missed a workout. At that time, I probably wasn't working out at all. And I just wasn't taking care of myself. I had no aspirations to, to do anything better with my life financially. I had no goals. I mean, I had goals, but not life-changing goals like I have now. Like super life-changing goals. You know, I had no real path to financial freedom or wealth or to happiness or to the life that I actually believed. There was no path. And you, you, as a man, you kind of feel hopeless when your fire's lost like that. Like when you're in that mindset and then you have a kid in the back of your car screeching at you, you can lose your patience. You might even want to hit them. You might even want to like just scream at them or anything. That feeling is normal. That feeling comes up in you. It doesn't mean it's right. It doesn't mean you should act on it. But the fact that you have that feeling, it happens. That feeling can happen less, though. That feeling can happen less if you push yourself intentionally throughout the day, throughout weeks and years consistently. After I do a really hard workout, nothing bothers me. I did leg day today, was in the gym for an hour and a half did cardio in the morning. I went straight from leg day, came home, sat down, did my call. I was clear headed. Nothing bothered me. There was an inconvenience in my business. Didn't bother me at all. Like nothing phased me. My dog was like, I went upstairs. My dog ripped a stuffed animal up. It's all over the living room floor. I don't care. I'll just clean it up later. So that is something that I can do to limit my emotional reactions to things. The actual step you could do. Another thing you could do is journal. We talked about that also. One thing I do in the morning is journal. I keep it short and sweet, but I have specific prompts. I say, today I'm going to be like this. I say, today I want to be this kind of person. I want to be this kind of husband, father, man, business person. I want to do these things physically. This is the kind of man I am. If I don't say those things every single day, then the man I want to be floats away. It's manifestation. It's saying who you are out into the universe. It's I am strong. I am wealthy. I remember the first time I heard Tony Robbins and Jim Rohn talk about these things. It's speak who you are into existence. Something happens whenever vague, blurry thoughts become clear and you speak it to the world. And then another thing happens whenever you write it down, it becomes even more clear. I challenge you to do that if you haven't done it yet. If you have done it, you know the power of this. You're telling the universe who you want to be. And they say, okay, it's out there now. It's not a secret anymore. And then you have a definable target that your subconscious thoughts start to align to. And then your actions start to fall in line with those thoughts. And then you can gradually scratch your way and inch your way closer to these goals that you said out loud and wrote down. That's why I write things down. So I have a whiteboard in front of me, a whiteboard over here. I got like mega board here. Dwight Schrute would love it. I got whiteboards all over the place. I can write down my goals. I can write down my thoughts. I can write down what I'm trying to do. I have journals all over the place. And writing things down guides my thoughts and actions and my results. Super helpful. So I shared with the guys how I could relate to them and remembered when my kids irrationally screamed in the car as I was driving to work and how mad it made me. Sometimes, I'll be honest with you, like I would, I would scream back. I would shout back until they stopped screaming like an idiot. Like I would model the thing that I wanted them to stop doing, but the reason they stopped was because I was a big, scary 
godlike figure to them, which is the worst thing you could do. Other times I handled it better, but there were some times when I didn't. But once again, the times I handled it the worst were the times that me myself was my worst. I was usually when I'm really disappointed in myself and it reaches a threshold that I can't handle that will spill over onto the people that I love the most. And I know that about myself, which is why I have a morning routine that is unbreakable. Why I go to the gym six days a week and on the seventh day I do 90 minutes of jujitsu and cardio. It's why I track everything I eat now. I have a meal plan. It's why I'm, I have a morning routine, transitions in the day, a nighttime routine, because these things keep me in line. I need to be kept in line. I have a, I feel like all guys are naturally assholes. We're naturally amazing, powerful, inspirational leaders, but we're also naturally assholes. And we have to contain that. We need to beat that part of ourselves back so we can impact and inspire everyone. How do I do that? Well, I punish myself intentionally. I also share with the guys that my son is demonstrating some behaviors that like piss me off sometimes. Like he'll challenge me, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a not good way. Or he'll say something to his sister that really makes me mad, or he'll talk to my wife in a way that, you know, really shouldn't, that's inappropriate. Or he'll do something completely different that I, I'm like, you need to stop doing that. And the parts of him that make me the most mad are the parts of him that are extremely um, accurately me. Like the parts of my son that piss me off the most are the parts of him that are the most like me. But also, there are some parts of him that I just love and admire and respect. He also gets some of those from me too. We, we create mirrors in our kids. And the older they get, the more they show up. And we are all trying to cut out these parts of ourselves that we don't like, that we are trying to, we're, we want to level up as people. So we want to cut out the bad and grow the good. And our kids mimic us because they love us so much. They think we're superheroes. They want to be like us. And they're, they're mimicking us from a bottom-up view, not top-down. Like They're absorbing and just copying everything because they think we're God. They think we're Superman. They want to be like all of us. They don't have the wisdom and maturity and intellect to understand which of our characteristic, which of our character traits are beneficial, cause success, or cause disaster. Like you could pick out individual parts of my character and go amplify them and it could cause disaster in your life. Or you could pick out individual parts of my character, amplify them, and cause success. We each have these parts of ourselves, like amazing parts and horrible parts. Our kids, they can't differentiate which ones are which. They don't know yet. They don't have that life experience or that wisdom to say, well, this thing my dad does is going to be great for me five years down the line. This thing, no, I, he, he shouldn't do that. They have no judgment. They have nothing to base their life on. They can't relate what is happening in your life to the world because they don't know the world. So they are just they just copy everything because they think you're just the best. They think you're great. They just want to be like you. So that means they copy our bad also. And if you haven't gotten rid of these parts of you that you don't like, then they're gonna then they have them. Or if you're working on them, you haven't gotten rid of them yet. So they still have them and it's still your fault. It's still my fault. 
it's extreme ownership, like Jocko Willing talks about, but in the family, everything they do, my fault. That's why we need to work on ourselves. That's why we need to build ourselves. That's why it's worth it to dig in and why we don't say we know it all, why we don't say we're perfect. It's why we're extremely open and honest and share these things with each other. So every day we can just scratch at the man we want to become and just cut away at the man we want to leave behind. I hope that that has helped you have some perspective on your life as a husband, father, businessman, whatever it is. And if it did, feel free to, I, I want to hear about it because I love talking about this, this kind of stuff. You can send me an email, you can send me a message on Instagram, whatever, and I'll, I want to talk about it. Because the more stories I have, the more stories I can share, and the more guys I can help out. But that's the solo podcast for today, everyone. Um, please subscribe. Please share. If you are able to, please leave a five-star review. The more reviews a podcast has, the more it gets sent out to people. So I appreciate that so much. See you guys later.